Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. My name is Dulta Doherty and in this podcast series I will be talking to investors, advisors, recruiters and entrepreneurs who are based all over the world and we'll be discussing how to set up and scale and operate a world-class recruitment company. Today I've had my mate on from Hoxo Media, Hisham Azu. We had a quick chat for around 20 minutes about building your own personal brand and he gave a bit of a preview into the talk that he's going to do at the recruitment expo so fair play to him good chat and uh he's not afraid to go there and put him put his neck on the line and say what he thinks so well done hisham hope you all enjoy hello back by popular demand <laughs> how are you the shining light of millennials out there. <laughs> Shut up. The one and only. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. I've just booked a ticket to New York City to do a load of podcasts. That's, really? That's what's going on. Love that. Wow. That's cool. Have you got quite a few lined up then? Yeah. So, I, I well, I've done five remotely, but yeah. I'm going to go over and do a bit of filming, maybe hire a videographer for the day. Amazing. And... And yeah, just get in amongst it. Uh, yeah, live the recruiter life. Pretend I'm in my twenties, like you. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I have to bring my wife. <laughs> yeah, love and that. I, and I'm not drinking. So how uh, how much was that of interest? That's um that's like the number one. I want. I'm I'm going there this year. Just a matter of when. But were were the tickets expensive? No, because well, it's February, right? So yeah, it, I think we got them for a couple few hundred. So nice. Super super excited to. Get get out there and yeah, that's ha- really cool. Ha- have a little bounce around. Yeah. Um, so, what are we going to talk about today? So, I think we wanted to um, just talk about personal brands for um, a nice short ten minutes. I guess right. just um, share both our experiences because I think it's clear that you've be- you've built yourself a brand, and I've sort of gone on this sort of journey uh, myself. So, yeah. Talk to me about the journey. <laughs> but it's really interesting because um um i i'm putting i i spent most of the weekend putting together like a slide deck to talk about this exact thing put myself forward to talk at this recruitment expo oh good so, on you yeah so i was just trying to just just basically like have a bit of structure to it but essentially um it all came from asking one question right so in year one in recruitment right Mm. Um, you can tell me this because you'll be more experienced from recruitment businesses expectations but I build 24k that's bad in the whole year yeah yeah 12 months in my first year yeah I built 400 in my first year <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um, yeah so I'd, I'm, I mean I'm gonna ask the audience how many um, people would have let me go at that point but basically I would have sacked um, your ass real quick yeah o- exactly un- unless unless you were working for me personally and, and you weren't costing yeah. me too much and yeah. I knew that something was coming. But if you were part of a bigger structure, whew. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So, I mean, I was part of a, a, a small uh, business. I sat next to my director um, who built until I left. But also, I think the advantage I had was that he generally saw that I was listening to what he was saying, the feedback he was giving me and I was implementing it and then trying to action it. Um, but basically... I, I at the end of that year, I'm, I'm a quite reflective person, and I, I made some time to understand. Okay, well, what's gone really bad this year? What what have I done well? What could I improve on, etc. 
Um, and the, the problem that I found was that I couldn't get hold of the people that I could help. Um, I just couldn't get hold of enough people. Okay. That, that, was, that was a problem I had, right? So basically, um, I then asked myself the question simply, um, what else can I do to get hold of the people that I can essentially place? or I can help um, in terms of fill their vacancies, right? That was the one question that I asked, my, I asked myself, which led me to, to go on this whole personal branding journey, basically. So what was it? Were they not answering the phone? Did... Yeah, that's the thing, because I had the nickname in the office of um, Hisham the Hounder, and I got that because essentially my, my colleagues were... I hope um... it wasn't from the nightclub. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And um, I mean, look, Colleagues used to joke and say, look, if, if someone gets on um, the Hisham Azuz to chase this, there's, there's no going off it. And I was completely relentless. I, I, I always picked, I always phoned, I left voicemails, emails, tried all the normal things that I was learning from the people around me. And I, I just couldn't get hold of people, basically. Or if I got hold of people, it was at a point where they'd already spoke to other agencies um, or they'd already engaged with my colleagues potentially or whatever. But that that was my that was my problem because when I did get hold of people, um, I was quite good at the phone. I was um, quite good at building relationships and, and making the most out of that opportunity. But it was actually getting more of those opportunities. That was my problem in, in year one. Do you think uh, it came down to credibility and the brand of the business that you were working for? And I asked um, because I worked for Robert Walters. Yeah, and and that that name carries real strong when you're yeah, that's somebody. right. Nice. I think um. So we, I mean, the advantage we had was that uh, we was just um, an insurance recruiter and we had my director, he, he worked at Hayes for like over a decade, built a really good reputation there because he also recruited in insurance and then he, he did build a good reputation and brand um, where I worked. So I, I'd say that um, it's probably not on the level of, of Robert Waters, but within our niche, like we was quite well known and my colleague. Um, next to me who I learned the majority of things from she'd been in the game for like 10 plus years and she had a really good brand as well so I could also leverage that so I wouldn't say so if I'm honest I, I think that we had a quite good reputation but you only built 20k so 24k yeah <laughs> so I, don't know. I don't know <laughs> the, the truth might be in the numbers um, here's yeah. a question just I don't want to throw you off too much um, when he was setting up that business given he had such a great reputation yeah. Do you think he should have named the business after himself or he should have had a separate brand? That's an interesting question, yeah. You know what? I, I, I mean, would it... I really don't know. I don't know. I think that would it, would it have had an impact on the growth of the business and the, the success of the business? Not entirely sure. But mm. I think that's a good question and, and something to think about um, when you are setting up your own agency. Um, but I don't, I, I don't think that would have a direct impact on, on how well the business would, done, would do. See, I, I do. I, I, I do. I do. Actually, is that is that what is that because I could, because I could leverage his name even more? Yeah, because there's yeah, not. You don't have to say it. I'm from here and this yeah. is who the person is. No, you're They'll right. Go, oh, you're calm from your man. Yeah, oh, I remember him. He's good. Oh, yeah, but yeah, you're probably right. right. No, that's that's a complete valid point, and I think that yeah, that's definitely something well worth to listen to. And no, I, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, it's it's something I'm thinking about a lot at the moment. I'm going to rebrand to my yeah. name across all channels. Yeah, I had a had a meeting with one of the top branding guys in the UK who just happens, oh, to, yeah, be saw mate, that. Who just happens to be a mate of mine. Nice. And, uh, and, and he said, look, do you need to be bigger to sell more? Do you need to appear to be bigger? Mm. And will it, uh, like, 
and we we went right down that rabbit hole for an hour. And what was the conclusion? No, the conclusion is no. I mean, it it makes more sense to put equity in my name yeah. rather than a generic brand. Yeah, and I think so, sometimes it can like when you look at some of the cooler. Like I like the Huxo brand that you guys have. Yeah, I, I get that, but I think a lot of a lot of recruitment brands, they just, especially ones that aren't large. I don't know if there's if there's much equity in the name. Yeah, no, I think I think there's something really worth listening to, and I think to add to that as well is um, the the I guess the potential benefit of that as well is if you do um, sort of double down on on your name and build a brand around that, obviously. You're gonna um, if you're in a, if you're in a recruitment business, obviously you're building a recruitment business, and that what that's what the brand is about around. However, if you do branch off and do other things, you I don't know it, that would probably be an easier transition. Mm. And if if you still have if you have those types of things asso- associated with your name, um, I think that's really yeah I think that's really good, a really good thing to think about. It's interesting. Yeah, I, look, I don't think there's an exact science on it, yeah. but. Uh... And it's it's just something, something to think about. Yeah, we've been debating around. No, I so, like that. So, so what was what what where were we exactly? On you were you were doing a pitch deck. Your, yeah. Uh, so I just so I basically asked myself that question, and basically what it led me to do was okay. How, how can I be less? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically, and then I was like, right, okay. Well, where where I'll start is okay. Well. Um, and at this point, look, I'll be honest, at this point, I, I was consuming content on YouTube, all the normal things. I write, OK, well, look, I'm here in marketing. I'm here in social media all the time. I use it on a daily basis. Um, surely I can leverage that somehow to, to get the attention of the people that I can help. Um, so that, that was my thought process. And then what it led me to do was look at our competitors. There's only a few competitors, um, about four or five. And, and I um, searched them straight away. I looked at their LinkedIn um, um, pages. I looked at their Facebook, etc., and all I saw was jobs, 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 and just more jobs. Right? Mm. Uh, and I actually took a screenshot of. Um, I don't know if I'll get into trouble with this, but I'm going to share it anyway. In terms of when I do this uh, talk, but the the our direct competitor, um, I took screenshots of like um, on the weekend, and it's still the exact same <laughs> of that, like what they're doing. Yeah. Well, the, and that's it. Yeah. So so I was like, hang on a minute. Um, and and the, the 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 added context I had a year in was like because I reviewed my desk I didn't make one placement out of the three placements I made <laughs> I, I didn't make one placement or have any success at all from doing that there were and even all of my colleagues all of my colleagues used to just go through the motions and right okay so how how do you uh, when you get a job on what do you do so I first put it on our website I then make a job on Read I then post it on LinkedIn. Um, etc then I'm done you don't get anything from that mm. and I didn't get anything from that and none of my colleagues did so I was like okay well why why are we doing it if you're not do, do you know what I mean you're just going through the motions and you think that's just what you're meant to do but you don't get anything in return so that that's what led me to go hang on a minute why don't I just try and start to use these tools differently um, and not mention the word job um, that that was the thought process that that was the only thinking and also I, the, the the big thing and the big motivated uh, around it was that my competitors weren't doing that. I just wanted that like, I came up against these direct competitors a lot, and if I could be better than than them and have an advantage, then that's going to help me build more. And and, and do you get what I mean? So, yeah, so that was the sure. thought process. 
And what was next on the slide deck? So what 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 then um, started to happen was um, I basically started posting about hating Mondays. You see these these posts now flying about. Right, I started there. I was like, right, if you hate your job, if you're going into work today, you hate it. Let's have a conversation. Um, Wednesday hump day. You thinking about the weekend already? Um, and then I started talking about um, what I believed in in terms of as a consultant, how I sh- how you should recruit, how you shouldn't recruit, those types of things. Right. They were sort of the go-to things initially. Um, and then I then had the genius idea um, of getting in front of the camera. The reason why was because I'm, I'm not much of a writer. Like, I, I can write, I can do it. However, um, for me... You I, are really good looking though, right? Yeah, obviously that's an advantage, exactly. And, um, <laughs> and basically I thought, right, well, if I get in front of a camera, that will give me more of an opportunity to sort of get myself across. Because that was, that was the biggest asset I had, Hisham Aziz, when people bought into me. That's why people use you and not, not the other person. And that was, again, my only mindset. When I obviously said this out loud in the office, everyone looked at me a complete distraught. Everyone was like, how the hell is that going to make you more money, Hisham? And what the hell are you on about? Because everyone had been doing it for a while. So, so I did get friction there. However, my director did um, support me. So, that, that, so that's what started happening. And Basically, I actually went through my phone and went through my old posts and screenshotted sort of my, my content journey because, it, I mean, you, I'm sure you see it, but so many people will make the decision in 2019 to start. No one will like their post. No one will comment on their post and then they'll stop. Um, so I sort of got a few slides showcasing that I used to be the guy that posted about um, the jobs I had and I got absolutely fuck all engagement. I then started posting about Monday mornings. Do you hate what you're doing? I ha- even had a, um, a picture and a screenshot of episode three of the podcast where it got one like um, and I still continue to do it, even though it would have been very easy for me to go. No one's listening. Um, and then it then continues to go on. And where I had to start to get a lot more success was just essentially documenting um, what I was doing. And I know Gary Vee says this all the time, document over create. But like some of the, the most engaging pieces of content that I shared was like, just pictures with some written word as to what I was actually doing, how I was involved in the insurance industry. Um, like I took a picture when we went to the um, lawyers of insurance market and then it got tons of engagement. And, and likewise, when we got involved with a football tournament um, and then all, and then it, I continued to do that because I was getting a lot more engagement. I saw that was working. So I continued to do more of that. We went, when we went out of our way to learn about our industry and, um, attend industry events I took I made sure we took a picture I took a picture when I could with my clients and that I've, I've helped their business and helped them grow that business and then also when I had where I had a lot more success and I appreciate not every recruiter can do this but I started taking pictures of candidates that I placed so when when it when obviously there was nothing to hide in terms of I headhunted certain people out of business who I had a relationship with etc which you have to do um, I'd take when I'd go out for a drink with these candidates, which tended to be um, normal practice to build the relationship. I'd take a picture, and that really worked. I got a ton, tons of engagement, and again, um, I got a number of inbound messages, and it really helped because I guess the perception I was trying to create was Hishmuzus can help you find a job when you're looking. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, no, it's and, it's, it's really good. Yeah, and then and then and then the last piece on that was that I then had and then I started sharing videos. Um, and I think I, I think I, I'm not sure I shared this with you on the podcast when you came um, to the studio, but I've, I've got the screenshot of when my director had to share my video because I couldn't post it natively. I tried to post it, but I had to do it for YouTube and it did absolutely terribly. Um, however, my director had the chance 
um, to um, upload it natively at that point because LinkedIn had released it to X amount of members, but not to everyone. And then the last, the last screenshot on that is a video of me talking about interview feedback, and it's the most engaged piece of content that, that I made and, and the, um, the most amount of people engaged with. Yeah. Uh, so, th- so that was the journey. Does that make sense? So what I'm trying to sort of showcase that is that, one, it works, and two, like, you, if, you, if you start today and it doesn't go well, that's okay. Like, a big part of it is just understand, like, reacting to how people um, engage with it. Do you get what I mean? And I'm sure you've done the same, right? When you try something and you go, you know what, I don't, that didn't quite work. I'm not going to do that again. Or, you know what, that really works. I'm going to do more of that. That, yeah, that's, just that's, test, that's, test, that's test, a, test. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. I, I, I don't just test. I edit as I go. Yeah. So if, it's a, if I can see it's got a yeah. bit of traction, but the, I, start, yeah. I, I add extra bits. But, but, the thing, the, but the thing with that is that even though I was doing all this, I still had that distraught face of my, of my colleagues just constantly saying to me, like, what, Hisham, like, show me the money. Like, how is that making you more money? Um, and then sort of to wrap that up, I know this is like no... Uh, daughter billings um, but it's something but it's something that obviously... i don't do those billings anymore <laughs> <laughs> but i think but i think at the end of the day i'm just trying to showcase that it generally had an impact and it wasn't just this it was also me being consistent on on the phone calls be relentless still with that but and then year, my year two billings were 120k and that's a dramatic increase compared to the 24k right so yeah. and and it, and it had a direct impact on that and it, it wasn't just down to that it was down to me just ca- cracking on and learning from um, what I did in year one, but it had a, a serious impact. And here's the challenge that agency owners are going to have. Number one, they have a certain framework that where they need people to make a certain amount of activity yeah. to get it done. And if people start being creative and start doing different things, it's going to affect then, other areas. Maybe. It's going to affect other things. And then they can't say, look, this is the way to do it. And if you work backwards from this, this is how it works. So until they're in a position where they can put in a creative hour or whatever yeah. it is. See, see, can... see, see, my counter to that and what I push back on um, and what I talk about is that every single recruiter right now has a personal brand. You have a personal brand. And the reason for that is because that's your reputation. That's, that's you on a consistent basis keeping to your word, delivering on what you say you're going to, um, offering a real high level of service listening to your clients, listening to your candidates, and it's what people say about you right now behind closed doors. Your candidates and clients have a perception of you right now, which is your brand, right? But right now, it's completely generated and made completely offline. It's through attending your client meetings, candidates, doing the right thing, networking events, etc. So my counter to that is you don't need a creative hour. The most successful piece of content that I did was documenting what I was doing. So if you're out on a client visit and you've got a great relationship with that person and you've helped grow their team, Get a fucking picture with them and just talk about it. Likewise with a candidate. You don't, you don't have to go out of your way to be creative. You can simply just consciously think, okay, why don't I, just get, why don't I get a picture of this? Or do you get what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I'd say start there. And I, I completely agree with you that I get what you're saying. But at the same time, if no, you, makes sense. Yeah, but at the same time, if you start using the hour to be creative, that's, that, that isn't sustainable in my mind. Because like, it's hard. A lot of recruiters say they're not creative but you'd, you'd be surprised. And if you're in that hour, just putting your hair out, I say, okay, what the hell do I talk about? It's a lot easier to go, oh, that candidate just said um, something really nice about me. Let's write about it. Or do you get what I mean? So, so, that, so that's what I'd say to that. No, no, it's fair enough. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I just sit and be creative most of the day. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's all good. But I have sat in those big rooms and it's, it's tough. Yeah. 
to to have your own brand in a giant yeah, yeah. giant brand because see I've, i haven't experienced that so but i, I can imagine that i used to have, like yeah. when I, I like i've done a, a bit of content for them that had to go through my team leader then my manager then yeah. my director and then it went to international marketing before i was able to post it really like, what just yeah stuff that you and, wanted to post yeah wow. and that well not like it was more like uh it was a market update with some stats yeah. and all the rest. Okay, and, yeah. So, like, but to make sure that it's true, everything that you're saying. To make sure that it was like that, if anybody complained at any way, any stage of the process, yeah. that we could go. Well, look, it was approved by marketing. Yeah. And that put that put me off creating anything else because I was like, I should be to want me to do that anyway. And it, you do feel like in in those big agencies. Yeah. You do feel really stifled. Like, have you ever seen Hayes and Michael Page's yeah, yeah, no, uh, like content? It. It's absolutely shocking. Yeah, like the the, the star the the star uh, focus week, or <laughs> where they get somebody talking about how amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. they're. Oh, jeez, yeah. make you sick. So it would. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I know I completely appreciate that. Look, I've never experienced that, so I can't talk from uh, personal experience. But I, I completely appreciate that. That will be a challenge, and I mean, look, I even got friction within an eight-man business. Do you get what I mean? So, yeah, you have that, and then you have your colleagues sitting next to you going, "What the hell are you doing, mate? Like, why are you doing that?" Because that's a whole other thing to deal with, and and that is difficult to deal with. Because look, in the in the, in the world that we live in today, there are a lot of people concerned about other people's opinions, um, yeah. let alone professionally as well. Um, so I'd say all I'd say about all I'd say to that is, look, again, I'm making an assumption here, but I'd be very surprised if. Look, if you at the end that's of, what we do on a podcast. Okay, <laughs> I, I know, but I'd say like, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're in a big agency, um, then they're, they're not going to stop you posting about your jobs. Do you get what I mean? So I'd say if you're just posting stuff about about yourself and you're just, I don't know, I don't, I don't see, I, don't, I can't see that being a problem. If you're talking about how you helped a candidate today, or you're talking about um, a, a problem that your client keeps talking to you about, I just can't see that being a problem. Um, uh, within uh, an agency, but I might be completely wrong. So well, I would the say world has, the world has changed in the last. That's five what years. I mean. I think the mindset is slowly but surely uh, changing. However, it's still it's in, uh, just in recruitment alone. There's still plenty more to go. But I'd say if you just start, look, if you do feel that and you know and you want to try it, I'd say just just play it safe initially. Just start just talking about you, and and, and they can't stop talking about you because you do that on the phone anyway, and you do that in your meetings. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. at the end of the day, you're currently doing it. It's just about uh, bringing that to life in, in the online world um, and sharing that. Also, I think that there needs to be a bit of copywriting yeah. training going on. That's true. Valid point, know. yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. Well, that, well, so uh, Expo, is that where we can come and, and see the only guy <laughs> under 30? <laughs> Literally, presenting? I was thinking that. I, don't, I, I mean, and everybody else is old enough to be your granddad who's, pre- who's presenting <laughs> Maybe not quite granddad, but yeah, when I was looking through um, the speakers, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're teens. Bill I mean... Borman's old enough to be your granddad. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. So, so, so Steve Ward. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old they are, so uh, I'm not entirely sure. Everybody's old compared to you, Hesham. <laughs> well, I'm 25, so if, I mean, I don't view being 30 and early 30s old at all. So Thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks mate. Um, so wait, wait, when is it, do you know? 5th of February, I'm talking, so it's the... Uh, fifth and sixth of feb um but it's the fifth that i've got half an hour to um talk and um look i've never done it before but when i was sort of doing all this my 
I, for me, I couldn't think of anything worse than just sitting there and just being spoken to for 30 minutes. So I'm really going to try and um, look one of my goals. I'll share sort of what my intentions are with the talk. And um, the last goal there is to make people laugh. Like, I don't want it to just be all serious and you have to do this, you have to do that. I want it to be engaging. I want people to feel like they're, they're involved and, and it's actually entertaining. Um, so I'm hoping I achieve that. Um, so, so we'll see. Good on you. Um, myself and Charlotte will probably come up and uh, hang out for the day, Love do a that. bit of recording. I can, ima- that, I can so. imagine you hag- like haggling people there. So if you intend on doing that, please don't. <laughs> haggling people? For, you mean recruiters and that? It, no, as in if, uh, if, someone's, if I was talking, I can imagine you just uh, shouting some weird comment. What a talk. <laughs> what a talk. Um, you know, ju- it'll be fine, you know. Yeah. Just, just don't picture yourself in your underwear yeah yeah yeah. i won't mate i won't but um look i think before before i leave i just want to my my one piece of advice to people uh because look 2019 um and this time of year it's it's, it's always there's more energy around starting something new etc right? if that's gym if that's running whatever it is if you want to if you my best piece of advice and hopefully you relate to this is um look if you start sharing content you just can't share with the expectation of getting something in return you just can't have that mindset. So if you if you start sharing content and you start trying to do things differently, if you don't get any likes, if you don't get any comments, I can't encourage you enough to just keep just to keep sharing content, um, because over time, as I'm sure you've um, experienced with this podcast, etc., it it will build and you will build momentum and and you will slowly but surely um, get more engagement and more people will see it. Um, and I've experienced that myself. And and the only reason I've got an opportunity to talk at the recruitment expo is it is exactly that i'll continue to stay consistent share my story um and likewise how i i um, joined hoxha media that is it's exactly that reason so that would just be my um one piece of advice just to to not share the expectation of getting something in return if you're going to start good man keep being you see you next time good man cheers so a millennial on the podcast thank god for that um there's 10 years between me and Hisham and usually there's about another 10 years between myself and a lot of the search firm owners or even 20, 20 years. Um, and this generational gap I find fascinating. I think, uh, I think he's dead right. You know, document, don't create, put it as part of your process and, and you, can, you can make social media work for you. And... I think a lot of owner search firm owners struggle when they're sitting there in a quiet room and people are just on LinkedIn the whole time posting or sourcing and messaging and, and all the rest and it lacks energy. And it's tough to find that balance. And I think there's very few agencies that have it have got it right. I think we're all kind of discovering you know what part does social media and media play in the in the scheme of things? So yeah, good to good to have Hisham on, and uh, I'll be going up to check out his talk at the recruitment expo and maybe a few others as well. So uh, so hopefully, if we uh, if you're there, come and say hi. If you if you if you see me, and uh, yeah, have a great week. We will be back with another awesome guest. Probably tomorrow. I feel like I'm almost recording every day now. Which incidentally has made the podcast listens jump 
by about four times its normal rate, um, which which is quite fascinating. So, um, all right, that's it. See you next time.